With a history of 5,000 years, it's no surprise that China has created a fabulous treasury of folk tales. Once a year, on the seventh day of the seventh month, all the magpies fly up to heaven and form a bridge. So many amazing worlds to discover. I want a new palace, said King Mu of Zhou one day. Chinese folk tales retold for audiences today. Will, will you marry me? He asked. And with little hesitation, she said, <laughs> Yes! 5,000 years of amazing Chinese folk tales. My father must not go to war. Someone must take his place. You'll find Chinese Folk Tales Season 3, wherever you discover your favorite podcasts. Keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, care workers has been in great demand for people who can't fulfill the task of taking care of their sick family members or themselves in hospital. However, the industry still is not standardized as many care workers assume their responsibilities without any adequate training. Should hospitals include care workers on their payroll? Are there any other ways to regulate the business? And as China's population continues to urbanize, some part of urban infrastructure building is lacking behind the others. More, most notably, the lack of parking is a pain that many drivers must endure on a daily basis. We examine the extent of parking space shortage and what is being done to alleviate the problem. And in our Motivational Monday segment, you will hear inspirational quotes or stories that we select both for you and for ourselves. There's no better way to start a week than going about it with lines of wisdom in mind, and I'm sure you'll agree. Okay, that's our menu of the day. Now on Roundtable, let me bring in my co-hosts Fei-Fei and Niu Hongling for our first topic. Apparently, there's a growing need for care workers in hospitals, but those who fulfill these roles don't necessarily have the right skills. Let we begin with some case study. New Hongling, what is a typical and real example showcasing um, the work of care workers and what, what they are doing right now? Well, for those of you who are not familiar with the situation here in China, you can imagine yourself hospitalized. You're vulnerable. You might have just went through surgery and you feel you need all the care that you might, well, could receive. And the thing is, most uh, for most family members, if you're being hospitalized for five days or even 10 days, your your family member would be able to give you the care, even though they might be a little bit clumsy, they might not understand how you should be taken care of, because you have just went, uh, went under a surgery, and there are certain things that you they need to notice. Well, nevertheless, um, if you are in long bedtime care, that would even pose a worse problem because your family member might not have that many leave days in their company. And that requires a professional caregiver or a nursing staff, or in Chinese, we call them hugong, literally nursing workers. They have the basic, I would assume, medical um, knowledge. 
so they know how to take care of you. Yet they are not qualified to be a nurse. They didn't go through all the study and didn't learn how to be a nurse. So in these cases, you would find yourself stuck between a rock and a hard place. On the one hand, you feel like you want them to be as professional as possible. You want them to take really good care of you. You want them to maybe not love you, but tend to your every need as careful as your family members. On the other hand. Hand, you do not want to pay them too much because you feel like you're living in a hospital, and the hospital apparently charge a caregiving fee. And you feel like, aren't these works supposed to be、uh, under the obligations of a nurse?、Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the cases nowadays we do not really have that many nurses doing all these jobs, and as I'm not gonna say little, but uh, 520 yuan for 26 days as a caregiving fee in one of the examples given. Well, I feel like these fees actually fall into the category of changing your beddings, the sheets and the cover of a pillow,、mm-hmm. uh, taking care of the clean, well, clean the room, and maybe giving you, providing you with the hospital gown that you need, and that would only cover. Up the fee would only cover these kind of quote unquote services, and that is why in most cases, if someone fallen ill in and hospitalized, they would hire a hugong, a caregiving worker, or a hospital. Well,、um, let's say health caregiving staff. Right. So there's a division of labor here.、Um, when patients are hospitalized, they practically live in hospitals, and therefore、uh, many of the needs. Not exactly pertaining to medical or, or health-related issues, might also need to be satisfied. For instance,、uh, going to the toilets,、uh, changing bed sheets,、uh, and even the simple action of moving and rolling over in bed might become problematic if a patient has gone through surgery or any other invasive operations. And as such,、uh, there is need for there's great need. For someone with great physical capacity to、uh, come into the rescue and help assist and in in achieving these chores,、uh, and this、um, cannot be fulfilled by nurses. Fei Fei, what what is it、uh, in the job description of a nurse here in this country? Shouldn't they、uh, be able to、uh, take care of all these chores? Well, ideally,、uh, of course, we、uh, I think a lot of the hospitals and authorities want the nurses to take care all the needs that the patient needs. Especially right now in China, we have a like a full level of care、uh, given. That's sort of stipulated by the state of、mm-hmm. how much the hospital can charge for the patient and how much care care the nurses are required to give to certain patients. For example,、uh, right now, no, not long ago actually, my mom went through a surgery and she was stayed in a hospital for about five days, and she was under the level one care. Uh, level for her nursing because and that's the, light the, or heavy. It's like the second level、okay. of the hierarchy, and according to the book, she the nurse are supposed to give her、um, care. You know, to to sort of check on her every hour. But the the problem is, in that hospital ward, there aren't that many nurses, so that they they have to take care of I don't know hundreds of. 
patients on that floor, and they only have a team of a dozen nurses. So, and and if you take care, and if you consider the night shift, the number of nurses on that shift is even even smaller. I think it's about only three or four nurses during the night to look after hundreds or dozens of patients, and of course they can't give out the hour long or to check on every patient by the hour or by the half hour, and I think it's quite understandable. And also, you consider the fee for that quote unquote services is that for my mom who is on the sort of level two、uh, care, she was charged. I think about twenty kuai per day for the nurses, and that's like a, a, a couple, several dollars, several US dollars. That's not really much. So a lot of the caregiving work are actually done by the caregivers that we can hire or by a, one of the family members. And we also try to apply for a caregiver, but apparently it's just too many of the patients, and we, we were never able. To hire a caregiver, and in the end, I am the one to 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 do the job. And frankly, I'm not really confident. I'm I wasn't really good at it as well because、mm-hmm. apparently, I know nothing about staying in a hospital and what the patient need after surgery and how to take care of her. And especially if you consider she have wounds on her body. How to take care, for example, to to help her roll over and not rupture the wound. I still have no idea how to do that till this day after spending several days taking care of her. Right. So ideally,、uh, according to the requirements of National Health Regulatory Department, the hospital bed to nurse ratio should not be less than one to zero point four. In other words, if there are Ten beds at a ward, then there should be at least four nurses standing by to take care of the patients who are staying in house in the hospitals and living there practically. But in reality, we do have a severe severe shortage of nurses here in this country. At the end of 2022, the total number of registered nurses in China exceeded 5.2 million. And、um, that's approximately 3.7 registered nurses per 1,000 people. And in the opinion of A professor from the School of Nursing of Peking University, according to the indicators in the opinions, there is a gap of more than 3.5 million registered nurses in medical institutions in China. So, if we were to say ideally,、um, we would expect nurses to be able to cover all the grounds、uh, in the hospital、uh, on the in the ward, but in reality, and in this、uh, because of the shortage of staff in the in the wards and in, in in the number of nurses. We have to rely. Many of the family members and patients have to rely on hired help to take care of their not immediate but still quite important needs. Well, I would not one hundred percent agree with the ideal situation、mm. Lai Ming has just described because I feel like, of course, we can still call them nurses、um, when it comes to nursing. Let's say nursing、uh, help, or let's say the caregiving. Caregiver. We've just yeah,、mm. we, we've just described because nurses nowadays、uh, go through a lot of training and、mm-hmm. go through a lot of education. And do, instead of having them do all the caregiving work, actually more and more people started to appeal. 
um, that maybe nurses should be more professionalized. We can put them in. I'm not going to say better use, but they. Are、um, also trying to improve their profession and trying to find a path, a career path that they can continue to con- to pursue. But yes, I do agree that we need more people working on the、um, caregiving front, and that I feel like falls into the hands of maybe. Especially nowadays, a third-party company. A lot of those companies are trying to be the middleman between the hospital and the、um, the patients. On one hand, they ask the hospital to provide them with certain training so they can train their professional caregivers. And on the other hand, they talk to the patients and give the patients、uh, the possible contracts that they can sign up for the、um, nursing. Or caregiving services, and there are different levels apparently, or different kinds. There's the twelve a twelve an hour as a shift kind,、mm-hmm. and there's the twenty four hour、uh, shifts, and there's this one to one patient or one to several patients, and maybe sometimes it's even a team of caregiving workers working for that floor, and you can just shout out, and someone would come to help you if you have signed the contract. So the situation now, I feel like it's not as organized as we wish. Right. So again, in an ideal situation, having a third-party company as a middleman to bridge the gap between、uh, the hospital and the nurses and the patients is a good way to solve the problem, the mismatch and the so in supply and demand,、mm. and to go professional. But in reality, what we are looking at、uh, on the part of many patients and their relatives is that many of the、uh, Care workers that they hire don't necessarily have what it takes in terms of skills and knowledge and know-how to take very good care of the patients who are hospitalized.、Uh, Zhu Yu, Zhu Tongyu, which is, who is a CPCCC member and vice dean of Shanghai Medical College at Fudan University,、uh, gave a proposal to build a tiered system of nursing care workers. Uh, I think that sort of、uh, echoes with what New Holland mentioned earlier as to what the nurses are expected to do in the long term in in their career. But he also pointed out that for now, at least for now, when we talk about care workers in this country,、uh, most of them are、uh, migrant workers coming from rural areas, and the education level of these migrant workers or care workers are not very high. More than ninety percent of them, according to Zhu Tongyu,、uh, have、uh, a primary school diploma, or perhaps they even didn't finish primary school. Less than ten percent of care workers right now working in hospitals、uh, have a secondary school diploma or high school diploma. So the level of education for care workers right now is quite low, to a point that、uh, they don't necessarily know. Or they don't necessarily possess the education background to know what is essential、uh, at helping patients in the hospital ward, and and that again is one of the reasons why we are seeing many complaints from family members and patients. And to make things worse, actually, for some third-party company that provides such service, they would hire people regardless of their background and started to provide them with the quote-unquote training. Yes, which sometimes would be just one or two videos or a book that they may or may not read, and that qualifies as training. 
I doubt it. So、and、there is a problem with having a third-party company as a middleman、uh, in between, because. When when these care workers they don't have an education background they don't know what to do and they don't work directly to the hospital there is no chain of command here that allows the hospital and the nurses and doctors to watch over the care workers and um have discipline imposed on them to make sure that nothing goes awry. Speaking. In a role of a doctor's daughter, I highly recommend you not asking doctors to have an eye on the nursing staff or. They're not、Keep、staff. An, They're just workers. Exactly. That's my point. If we have these nursing, or let's say the caregivers under the management of the hospital, actually there is another problem as well. Because the hospital, I do not see that as the hospital's job to. But I think it can be managed by the hospital if they, you know, for example, have a separate department overlooking these nursing staff instead of asking a third company where you have no idea what sort of background that company was founded. I would hope that there are certain regulations.、Uh, Guidelining the company about what to do instead of having the hospital generalize a, or just like、uh, organize another department to, to do the job. Well, I think it's sort of right now caught in a in a pickle about setting up bars for these caregivers or nursing、mm. staff. Is that if we are to raise the bar? For example, right now, if we have, for example, a national certificate that you have to get through exams or certain uh, or, or a period of education to、mm. get that certificate, <coughs> that means a lot of the caregivers or nursing staff won't be able to work in hospitals. But at the same time, I think we are seeing great shortages and great demand for these nursing staff to help around in some hospitals, especially some of the hospitals in big cities.、Um, the top of the top hospitals are not allowed; don't allow family members to take care of the patients. In most of the cases, they asked. Family to hire a caregiver within the hospital to you know carry oh carry with you know the daily caregiving、uh, jobs or tasks. So、uh, right now I think well we can say that you can improve vocational education by、uh, hire or you know by training more young people to take up the job. But then the immediate demands in the market is that we need. As many caregivers as possible to take care of the patients in the hospitals. So, so, so I think it's sort of caught in the middle about caught in the pickle about raising to to give adequate and professional training to their staff, but then how to meet the demands in the market.、Mm-hmm. It takes time, of course, but I think right now the the the, the The current system sort of makes sense on its own about having a third-party company hiring, for example, a migrant worker and train her. I don't know for several hundreds of or maybe dozens of hours online, and then you can go start start your job now. Well. While we were doing the research about what these caregivers do, I checked、um, the information about a nursing home because in nursing homes there are a lot of caregivers, and they do 
a line of jobs, like not only uh, nursing related. So they would clean the places, clean、uh, the sheets, change the gowns. They would send the food to each room. They would even go help in the kitchen. They would help sort different food for different staff members,、mm-hmm. and they would also、uh, help. Let's say not patients, but well, in this kind of facilities, the elder people living there to eat. Some of them cannot eat by themselves, and they would also clean、um, the plate, clean the bowls for those. And there's also the need to help those in need to go out and you know walk around a little bit in the outdoor area. So all these work, I feel like they do a lot. And if we can help, maybe put a level on the kind of job they can do. For instance. We can have some nursing staff or some caregivers、um, helping patients to roll over, and they earn a relatively higher salary because they have been trained. And maybe some others they learn less、um, salary, yet they only help those, let's say. Patients eat or something, and they do not have to work the night shift. It's kind of fair. So I feel like when it comes to management, we need to be more detail oriented. Only by saying things like "let's raise their salary" or "let's、uh, encourage more people to work in the field" does not really help that much. Right. Another obstacle in、um, really promoting this、uh, care workers, this group of people as an industry, is that. People commonly perceive this job as purely menial.、Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it involves physical labor, moving people around, and then bringing, sometimes even dumping、uh, toilet、uh, issues. A lot of yeah, times, yeah. yeah. So、uh, there's a certain level of stigma attached to doing this job, and as a result, what we are seeing is、uh, a lot of the migrant workers who don't necessarily have a lot of lot of education are doing this job. In comparison,、um, uh, nurses who Uh, have gone through、uh, extensive training and know what is it to do in in a hospital、uh, might be considered a higher level, and and this again is、uh, an obstacle that we have to jump through.、Uh, another issue is how do we、um, another way to look at this is for now、um, the market is solving the problem. The patients and the family members are turning to the market and third-party companies or even freelance care workers to solve their need for care, particularly in terms of the menial labor. But over time, how do we、uh, regulate this industry? I mean, that's that's the issue. According to Zhu Tongyu,、uh, his proposal as a CPCCC member、um, uh, to build a tiered system of nursing care workers, his advice. Is to try and incorporate the group of care workers within the hospital system, but designate、uh, have a have a have a clear definition of what their job entails. If it's purely physical, then、uh, they can、um, just stay focused on physical labor.、Uh, and nurses who have gone through training might be a level uh, slightly uh, higher than that.、Mm. And then up above that. There is also the need to study、uh, the theory and also、uh, the practice of elderly care or sickly people care.、Um, and the, th- the th- theoretical study also matters a lot. So,、uh, if we incorporate all these levels, then we have a system that's related to basically、uh, uh, care, and then perhaps anybody anybody that's in this as as a career. Might see a way out, 
or mm-hmm. way up. So that's so a way to clear the stigma that's attached to people who only do、uh, manual labor taking care of sickly patients. Additionally, according to a national guideline、uh, about the nursing industry from twenty, what、well, development of nursing industry from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty five, it is said that it is necessary to transform some primary and secondary hospitals into nursing homes or nursing centers. And additionally, it is important to support and guide private entities in establishing scaled up and chain operated nursing homes, nursing stations, caregiving centers, and other facilities to stimulate. Market vitality. So, if these kind of first and secondary hospitals can be turning into nursing homes, they can be the training centers for these caregiving staffs. It could be provided not only for bedtime、uh, care in hospitals, but also family-based elder care system, which could also be very useful. Right. And one additional point before we move on to,、uh, with regard to、uh, care workers is that. If we rely purely on third-party companies as a means to solve the problem, and we know for sure that these care workers, despite their low level of edu- education, are getting well paid,、uh, we are talking about two hundred to four hundred yuan a day, and that's、uh, a handsome income for anybody who's had、uh, a decent education, if not much more, much less for those who haven't had education. So if we solely rely on Third-party companies as a solution to to address the shortage, we will potentially see a talent drain, namely those who have received very good education and training in nursing schools who should be working as nurses might see the might see no point in doing night shifts and and getting very modest pay. I mean, maybe they will shift to these third-party companies. But over time, we will be seeing. You know, shortage of staff in in hospitals, and then the over robust、uh, work industry for care workers, and that that should be something、uh, worth our attention as well. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up in the second half of the show, parking has become a serious problem for Chinese cities that have been supercharged to expand in the past few decades. What are the solutions that we are lo- looking at, and how do we solve it? D-Dive, a podcast of CGTN Radio. We go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Fei Fei and Yu Hongling in the studio. Coming up, there's a yawning gap between supply and demand of parking spaces in Chinese cities. Some reports suggest the deficit to reach a staggering 80 million parking spots. If left unaddressed, this is an issue that will continue to exacerbate as China remains a big market for automobiles. What's being done? That's what we hope to find out. And don't forget, it's the day of the week for Motivational Monday, and we are all anxious to share what's given us inspiration this week. 
Now on roundtable, let's shift our focus onto the parking deficit. What's the state of the problem right now? And I understand there's been a shortage, and we I feel there's a shortage in in our daily lives. And、uh, but we do need some statistics.、Uh, what what is the shortage? What what is the deficit that we are looking at right now? Well, right now in most of the Chinese cities, I would say that we are facing this shortage for parking spaces, because according to a national guideline or issued by the Ministry of Housing and Urban Urban Rural Development, the recommended ratio is between one point one to one point three parking spaces per vehicle, but in reality, most of the urban areas. Don't can't meet these recommended ratio level, and then at the same time, I think re- recently we are seeing a lot of debates and discussion online about the surging tra- parking fees in cities. For example, the latest we are seeing the city of Nanning in Guangxi, where some vehicle parked in the downtown area and which was charged more than a hundred yuan per day. Well, I'm not. I guess it's not like twenty. Twenty-four hours of parking, but it's about the period of working hours. And a lot of the people online are now debating that these fees are just over the top; it's just too much. And of course, after all the online discussions and debates online, some of the cities, for example, like Lining, like Nanning, lower the fees to around fifty kuai now.、Mm-hmm. But I think the problem still remains when it comes to we're seeing this shortage of demands, and naturally the fees will go up, and to the point most people will find the point to be ridiculous high, and. A lot of people are complaining that they can't afford these much of parking fees, especially in downtown areas. Right, the issue of exorbitant parking fees in downtown areas is partially explained by the shortage in terms of、uh, the parking supply. I mean, that obviously the supply and demand is always a, a way for the market to regulate the prices. But again,、um, there's another consideration that is nobody wants people to park 24 hours downtown. I mean,、mm-hmm. the the parking space is so valuable, and you're not supposed to park there for for 24 hours, and you're supposed to park there, do your business, and move on. I mean, that's. <laughs> I suppose that's one of the reasons why、um, the certain authorities make it more more expensive to park downtown than and elsewhere. Yeah, I do not have a car per se myself, but I have my fair share of. Uh, let's say being the guest of a car, I have a lot of car owning friends, and apparently for them, whether or not they will utilize their car when they want to go to certain places, there are two main factors.、Mm-hmm. First, they will check whether or not the traffic condition is well enough for them to, you know, drive. Because sometimes you have to admit,、um, riding a bicycle would be even faster if the traffic condition is that bad. I'm being a little bit exaggerating,、uh, and the second、uh, the second factor here would be the parking space. But the thing is, when it comes to when it comes to parking spaces, if the place you are aiming for is really far away, it takes around one or two hours to go, then you would be. Um, a little bit baffled because currently maybe you check out the parking space around your destination.、Mm-hmm. There, there are several ones or dozens of ones, but it does not. Does not that's a lot、really、here. There are only several of them. That maybe that's a sign you shouldn't drive. That's the thing. It does not. 
um, guarantee that when you arrive, those several parking spaces would still be vacant.、Mm. So it's really hard to make that decision, and that is why I checked with a certain artificial intelligence, asking what is a good solution to, let's say, solve the problem of not being able to find a parking space. Take a guess. What was the first suggestion it provides? Don't buy a car. <laughs> yeah, provide alternative transportation. <laughs> I feel like it's mocking me, <laughs> saying things like you cannot even find a parking space. Why are you driving? Why bother? Why bother?、Yeah. Always look before you jump. I mean, when you want to go somewhere, make sure there are parking parking lots available. I mean, that's the standard practice for any driver living in a city. Exactly, and especially in my community, you know, around my residential community, one of the most Uh, talked about concern among the neighbors is where to park the car. Yeah, we can choose not drive if when we're talking about going to some places, but we definitely need a place to park the car when we go home. You can't really put it in your pocket and just walk home. Yeah, and you can't. So right now, I think most of my neighbors, the the solution would be parking illegally. Like illegally,、oh. yeah. There are certain curbside space that you can sort of park and not get in the way of the traffic, and especially during night, there won't be any people looking around. You know, put on tickets on the car, and as long as you move that car out of, you know, drive it away before working hours, most of the time there won't be a problem. But I mean, that's just a short-term solution to a massive. City with a city with massive population, especially to my community. I think some family also have more than one car. So, and but if you talking about you know why not rent a place or buy a place? Well, the thing is, most of the parking spaces, legal parking spaces, have been rented out. That we don't have the option. In around my area to find illegal, even I want to pay the money, I still can't find that space. So that's that's yeah the current situation. I'll、right. play the role of a artificial intelligent generator and be not welcomed and give you this、uh, suggestion that is to find the closest parking space you can find, park there, and maybe take a cab home. <laughs> And walk half an hour home. Yeah, walk <laughs> half an hour. Good exercise. <laughs> well, certain factors skew people's decision to buy cars. Like、uh, for one of the reasons why we are congested, especially in residential communities, is because those who don't necessarily need a car already own a car. I'm talking about. Uh, people who are retired who don't move around a lot. I mean, that's one of the major problems. But I'm also talking about people who,、um, for fear that they might never be able to buy a car,、uh, engage and join the car plate lottery, like for instance in Beijing,、um. and. When they should be so lucky to win the lottery and be allotted a, a quota to buy a car, there's no there's no way out but to buy a car. But then then again, they don't necessarily need the car to begin with. That's another problem that we,、uh, albeit small, but we also have to address. And one thing that I was curious about, because I do not have a car, so I can just say things without feeling the real pain. <laughs>、uh, I feel like if. It is really that severe a problem. If parking is that hard, then you guys, oh, as you guys, let's say, described, 
why there? Why is it that there is not such a huge building designated for car parking? Why aren't the merchants, the business owners, invest in such business? It's, it must be because it's not that lucrative. Parking is not that expensive. It is lucrative. I would not be able to generate that much money if I put my investment into building such a parking, let's say, loft. Well,、um, for downtown, obviously, it's going to be lucrative if you were to build a massive, massive parking、Vertical. building. Yes,、yeah. yes. Some of the practice is already being done.、Uh, for instance, in Beiyi San Yuan, what is it named? The、uh, number three hospital affiliated to、uh, Peking University.、Mm-hmm. So there, they have a vertical parking,、uh, very massive and very impressive. You you drive a car. Park it sound and say safe and sound, and you walk away, and、uh, then your car will be lifted somewhere、mm. uh, in the Ooh,、uh, very、yes. high tech. And、yes. also, also in some resident old residential communities, I think the、um, the the people living residents there they sort of donate to build their own vertical parking space、mm. within the community. But I think that only solves a fraction of the problem because the sheer amount of car ownership right now in China is just it keeps growing, and、uh, we are not seeing really signs of slowing down at the moment, especially for big cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, and more. And so that will continue to be a problem. And also at the same time, to look around my community. Um, there are a lot of commercial parking spaces options, but there will always be some kind of obstacles in the way. For example, you, I have to walk twenty minutes after I park the car, and I start to ask the question: you know, why bother to pay the money and walk forty minutes every day just for the for parking the car? And then, yeah, I guess、uh, then there is another problem of just. There are too many people living around and too little spaces, and I I don't see much of other options out there. So just, just I I don't see a real fast solutions to the problem right now. Well, yeah, there's no fast solution to this, isn't? But it's not equivalent to saying there's nothing being done about it. I mean, take Beijing for example. Before 1994, there were no requirements for residential parking provision. From 1994 to 2000. 2003, the parking provision requirement was only 0.1 space per household,、uh, and then from 2003 to 2015, it increased to 0.3 to 0.5 spaces per household, and after. 2015,、uh, the the ratio further increased to 0.3 to 1.3 spaces per household. This pertains to the requirement uh, on uh, real estate developers when they are planning、uh, an estate, and so、um, and also the the gap has been narrowing. It's just that、uh, garages and parking lots are being built. It's just that they are not catching up with the rate of car purchase. These days, and 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 honestly, in in downtown areas,、um, what's what can be used to build a parking lot may have already been used to build more expensive、uh, stuff like shopping malls, where which can generate a lot more revenues. Yeah,、mm. we should. Build a parking, well, a a shopping mall with a huge parking lot that would like one <laughs> stone, many birds. And my question here is, how about some sharing parking spaces? Because we live in the center of the city,、mm-hmm. relatively center of the city, and. 
there will always be someone working near your residential area, and when you are working. Out in in your company, you park your car in your company. Is it possible to utilize the parking spaces in the residential area? Yes, we know they have already been purchased by the people households living there. Yet, if they can share those parking spaces to those who work near their residential area, maybe it can make the situation a little bit better. Oh,、uh, it's going to be、uh, problematic in the sense that if This office worker for guests or for any reason do not drive the car away out of the parking lots in residential communities. Then we will have a problem for the property management company,、mm. right?、Uh-huh. Unless there are solutions、uh, around, for instance, unless the part the property management company can afford a, a tow truck. That can move the cars around freely, but the situation right now is the residential communities have been planned in such a way that it is already very crowded, even during daytime when everybody, almost everybody, is gone. But in fact, like I said earlier, those who don't have a need for a car, they will already own a car, and the cars will be parked where they live. So the the communities will already be congested and crowded, and it. Then the situation will only, only be exacerbated yeah, if, if the、uh, the office workers don't drive the cars away. But the other way around is workable. Like w- during nighttime, if you were so fortunate to live in a residential community very close to an office building, then certain certain agreements can be made to allow residential residents to park their cars in the、uh, office buildings, on condition that they might move it away during daytime. And also, I think prices matters. Like, if you lower that price, especially for residents, for some、uh, people who, you know, is sort of a regular parking parker,、uh, um, yeah, parking <laughs> client, then and the prices can be compromises. Then there will be people applying for that spaces. For example, in some downtown areas right now in Beijing, that if you can prove. To give out a sort of a certificate that you need, you live nearby, and that roadside parking fees can be lowered to about twenty kuai per day. So it's it's sort of a benefit provided for the residents. So I think as long as the prices are reasonable, there will be demands.、Hmm. And I also have a question for our car owner Lai Ming here because I saw this. Uh, kind of fishy advice online.、Oh, yeah? Definitely not legitimate. Hopefully not illegal. That is to say,、uh, this person who also is a car owner said he had tried this tip so many times. That is, he would go to a parking space or a parking lot, which suggests that they have already parked fully,、mm-hmm. and talk to the guards and say, "You must have several one in store. You must have several vacancies、uh, left for." I don't know someone working in the building or someone working in the shopping mall, and I would give you dozens of bucks, and you can park my car. I'll leave you my car key so you can move the car freely. Say maybe the owner of the、uh, parking space is back, and you can move my car away to any other parking space, and I will give you the money. And that way, I would have a place to park my car. Would you do the same thing? Would you trust this guard with your car key? If I live here and work here, if I know this this guy a lot,、uh, a lot, if I know him very well, and there's a chance that I might talk to him and、uh, reach an agreement 
in in this regard. I mean, that's possible. But again, we drive a car. We drive our cars everywhere. We don't just drive to work. We oftentimes during weekends or uh, even during workdays, we have to do certain errands. We don't. Travel from point A to point B and, and the other way around, and we and we it's it's incredible. It's it's just impossible for you to know everybody, every guy that's uh, so not managing a, a parking space underground parking. So Lime is not a trusting stranger kind of guy. Well, what if he's not a good driver? What if there's an app <laughs> that could allow you to build that trust, right? Okay, so that's anyway. And to to access it. I mean, to to I think we are already facing a very difficult situation, and uh, uh, there there are only lessons to be taken from this. For instance, in Beijing, I mean, we are looking at very huge residential communities. So the idea of having, let's say, a a office building nearby, so people don't have to walk, don't have to walk long distance. When they park their cars here and walk there,、um, this solution uh, is not immediately um,、uh, valuable for many、uh, big cities that have already taken form in this country. But going forward, hopefully, when we build new cities, when we expand, we might take into this take this into consideration and be more、uh, more scientific and be more reasonable in the. Uh, Uh, building of parking re- infrastructure and public transportation is always encouraged.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Roundtable Motivational Monday. It's next. Welcome back to Motivational Mondays. Yo, Holin, what do you have for us to get us really pumped for the week? Well, I came across this saying that I personally really enjoyed. I do not really know who's the author of such, but I'd like to share on today's motivational Monday, and that is, we are but cosmetic dust, droplets in the river of time. So dare to act boldly, fearlessly, even if no one cares. Actually, no one cares, and. If someone actually cares, what significance does it hold? For we are but transcendent beings in the vast universe. Cosmic dust sounds like somebody who reads Guo Jingming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it really much because actually I think it helps a lot for people who have not enough confidence when it comes to, for example, public speaking, or if you're doing a presentation in your company. If you feel very nervous and anxious, and you think about your makeup, you think about the content of your presentation. You think about your dress. You think about everything. In that scenario, trust me, you're overthinking because no one cares that much but yourself.、Uh, oh, Th- that was my suggestion to myself sometimes. Well, actually, at the very beginning of this job, when I was given the job of presenting in front of a mic, I would tell myself, "It's okay. No one's listening. I'd be fine." Well. I was proven wrong. Apparently, <laughs> some people would even writing messages about the a lot of the show that I did previously. <laughs> But that actually would help you to be more confident to do what you are doing. And another quote that I found that is related to this one, which is why I'm also sharing,、uh, is written by Howard. Third man, and he said, "Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive." 
Sometimes we as individuals are insignificantly small, and we exist for a brief moment in time. So, be okay with yourself and be happy with yourself. And as long as you're happy with yourself, do not worry about others because you will be great. So your solution to overcoming stage fly, flight. Oh, fright is that、uh, they're all cabbages. Is to think <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening to me.、Is、They to cannot understand. You don't have to worry about it. So those who are down there might be thinking about they're daydreaming. What's, what's in for tea break or lunch <laughs> or dinner? So they are not really paying attention. I mean, that's that's emboldening. That's not motivating really. <laughs> But that's a good tip for anyone who is always really self-conscious about every details in life. You know, that reminds me something that my daughter told me that we went on a vacation. I had this dress, and I was wondering, is that too much for a vacation? And my daughter said. You know, you you thinking it too much. Nobody cares. <laughs> and I was like, that's right. You know, if I put on this dress and go on a vacation, no one is going to judge me for dressing up on this occasion at this place at this time. I'm just. Being too self-conscious. Yeah, external validation and recognition is not that important.、Mm-hmm. Maybe that your daughter is showing wisdom beyond her age. Are you worried? <laughs> Have you got、okay. any plans for her? <laughs> I don't know. Just kids sometimes say the most wise phrases all all out of nowhere, out of blue, just. Revealing. Keeps really, yeah, awakening to、uh, some extent.、Mm-hmm. What do you've got to motivate us for? Well, I have, I'll say something kind of similar to what Hongyi just mentioned. Is that I have a quote from a book called Taste by actor Stanley Tucci. He actually quoted this sentence from his mother when he said no to certain food at a really young age, and his mother told him. You can't know if you don't like something if you haven't had it. You have to try it. You have to try everything. So this quote, this sentence was was originally meant for food, but I think it's sort of applied to every aspect of life. You know, you、really? never know. You never, you never say never. I've never tried spiders, and I'm sure <laughs> I know, won't like it. <laughs> you know, that might never say never. Maybe you'll like it. You know, I used to say no to a lot of weird stuff. Stuff, for example,、uh, in some regions here in China, people eat bugs. Um, Insects,、right、yeah. And you know,、uh, yeah, most people would impulsively say, "No, no, I won't eat that." But you know, that's quite delicious if you tried it. You, you, you <laughs> probably would like it. You never know. And I think it's natural for people to say no to something new, to something, to some changes in their life. It's sort of a defensive mechanism for for yourself to protect yourself against danger, and it's natural. But you know. The only means that we can go forward, learn new things, getting into other p- part of the world that we are not know of, is you really tapping into new things. Think about the first smartphone on the market. A lot of people have doubts about that weird thing. Device in your hand that doesn't have buttons on it. That just looked weird. I'm not. I never want to use something like that. And then look at now how the smartphones are changing our lives and our world and changing, you know, everything altogether. And I think this quote is sort of telling us never say never and try pretty much. Everything before you refuse and reject it. Yeah, we want to live 
three hundred and sixty-five days a year, not one day three hundred and sixty-five times a year. <laughs> I'm afraid we might have to to start a debate、uh, for this week's motivational Monday because I have the quotes that may be just the opposite of what Fifi just shared earlier. So I'm having I have something from.、Uh, Uh, Wang Yangming,、uh, who is a, who was a Chinese politician、uh, living in the 15th to 16th century, and he was best known for as the most important Neo-Confucian thinker of his time. And he said, "It's better to be a small body of water in a well which comes from a spring than a large body of water in a pond which comes from no source. The water in the well has the spirit of life that is inexhaustible." I chose his chose his quote this week because I believe we need to heed this advice on learning. In this quote, he makes a comparison between studying to gain extensive knowledge and being really focused to gain insight that can be renewed constantly and applied to everything in life. In other words, we need to concentrate our efforts to build our own understanding or value. About the universe, instead of trying to know everything and try everything that comes to our attention, I feel this way because in the age of the internet, we are exposed to an unprecedented volume of knowledge and opinions. It's a very wide and diverse world of facts and viewpoints out there, which makes it so much harder for us to be constant with what we believe in, yet so much easier for us to be swayed. By somebody's el- somebody else's seemingly plausible opinions, and this is not good if our goal is to live an enlightened life. See, we are contradicting each other. Demotivate my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and Sabotaging also, I don't think you're completely right because Wang Yangming himself, he he did a lot of different things. He's um he's good at military. He writes, and he's a philosopher,、right. and he's a government official. He tried everything. You cannot <laughs> ask someone to who have tried everything to contradict with the trying everything quote. And in the meantime, he's investigating things quite a long time before he started his own philosophy and started his own school of thought. He、right. tried everything and stick to that one thing he chose.、Uh, point well made. Perhaps <laughs> to reconcile、uh, seemingly contradicting motivational qu-、uh, Monday quotes here, I guess Wang Yangming. What he's saying here is try and build your own value system,、mm. despite no matter what you do. And、uh, if there is a choice or this、uh, dilemma between going extensive or going really focused, then definitely try and be focused. But if you can afford to be Both insightful and extensive, and expansive and knowledgeable. Then, by all means, try all there is that you can that's being presented to you, and、uh, you never know what you might be missing if you don't really try. But by all means, build your own opinions, build your own value system, and that'll help you navigate the diverse world that we are facing increasingly. Every day these days. That's it for our discussion today.、Uh, thank you for listening.、Uh, if you haven't heard enough, find us on Apple Podcasts at Roundtable China. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>